Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. You're listening to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. This is the ride home. I'm coming home 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 Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos and you're listening to The Ride Home. So it's Sunday, and uh, heading home from my gigs this week. Early morning. Got a uh, sick daughter at home, uh, a seven-month pregnant wife who is not getting any sleep. So that means daddy gets up at 4 a.m. and starts driving, which I don't mind, you know. I kind of mind. I don't... I like driving on the off hours, like, really early in the morning or really late at night, you know, because it's like dealing with with people on the road because people are, are idiots. And, uh, you know, driving this week at one point, like, it's <clears throat> it kind of sucks, like, when you live in Minneapolis, like, <clears throat> more than... Like, 50% of the time, I have to deal with Chicago traffic. Chicago traffic is, like, the the worst because it, it's such a finite set of roads that go through there. If there's construction or an accident or any small problem, like, it clogs it up so bad that traffic is just out of control. And it was crazy this morning, so I left um, my Saturday night gig at like 4 in the morning, and I got to uh, like South Bend, and on the other side of the highway there was like a major accident. They had fire trucks and ambulances and cops, and the whole highway was was closed because they were working on this problem, and I just kind of... I didn't even see what was going on. I just saw all the emergency vehicles and just kept going. But what's funny is there was a guy who pulled over on the side of the road and put his flashers on just to watch them clean up the accident. And I'm like, what a ghoul. Who does that? Who has time to just pull over on the side of the road and just watch them clean up dead people? I'm like, this guy's got some real problems in his brain, man. Because that's... There's nothing worse than being like, oh man, there's so much traffic, this sucks. And then when you finally get to the point where it opens up again and it's not traffic, you find out that the reason there was traffic is because someone got pulled over by a police officer and everybody's slowing down to, like, basically stare in their eyes and be like, at least it wasn't me, you know? It's like, just fucking drive. Like, what are we doing here? And I'm not going to lie. I have a little bit of the road rage, um... My wife is is not a fan of my uh, aggressive driving, and I I try to tell her it's like I'm not 
I'm not aggressive driving. I'm just trying to get away from the idiots because I've driven so much. I've spent so much time on the road. I've driven in every road condition. I've driven with cars that were about to fall apart. I've driven with new cars, old tires. Any condition there is, I've driven it. And when you drive that much, like, you almost have this, like, I don't want to say, like, supernatural ability, but it's just like you get so sensitive to the way a car should feel when you're driving and, and everything's okay to the point where if so, just like a very minute thing is off as far as like the tires or the the alignment or the road conditions, like you're very tuned into that kind of stuff. So for me, like I know that the only way that I'm going to get into an accident or something's going to happen is another driver is going to cause it. So I'm so hyper aware of the other cars on the highway because I know those are the idiots that are going to take me out. So it's just like, get away from them, you know, just go someplace else, get far away from the idiots and just drive. So that's what I do is I just get the hell away from them and just drive. So on one of the drives today, or I think it was Friday, driving I got outside of Chicago and uh and there was a huge just backup and I was just like what the hell is happening you know and then what's funny is like I'll I'll never make the first move as far as like illegal driving goes but if somebody makes an illegal move uh that's going to get me out of traffic you better believe that I'm going to follow their lead and that's what happened like a bunch of cars just got on the shoulder and started just flying down to get off on the next exit. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. So followed them off the exit and, you know, see, I'm not, uh, I'm not averse to, uh, just getting the hell off the highway. You know, I mean, we live in an amazing time with our GPSs on our phone that, uh, just jump off the highway and let it do its work, you know, program it to, to stay away from the highways or the tolls or whatever, because, and you can do a workaround a giant, uh, accident or whatever, you know, it, it always baffles me when people just sit in the traffic, you know, it's like, there are other roads that go where you're going, just get off the highway and find a way around, you know, there's always another way around, but they'll just sit there in the traffic and be like, well, this is the only road that takes me there. I don't know how else to go. So I just, I guess I just sit here till it's not a problem anymore. It's like, get off the highway, find a workaround. So interesting week of shows. Wednesday, I was at the uh, Hard Rock Casino in Sioux City, Iowa. I've been there a handful of times since they started doing comedy and it's always an amazing time like they take care of you like the green room's amazing the hotel is out of sight like um it's just one of those gigs where you know the money's good the it's not that far away from home and it, it's a wednesday so it's like 
you can always add it on to something you're doing that week and it's just a pleasure to be there like every single person that's involved with the show like Jeremy and all the other people it's just if you live in the surrounding areas of Sioux City and you're not going to the comedy show there on Wednesday you're missing out man it's they do it right it is kind of funny though when I headline there because I'll look at the calendar and it literally looks like where's Waldo on their calendar it's just like all of these huge names coming through there, you know, it's like Tom Green and, uh, you know, Carlos Mencia and Mark Poulos. You're like, wow, they must have had an off week and a low budget. Let's bring that Poulos kid in here. Another great show, like it was packed in there, which always surprises me. Like, I know I have a small fan base around the country and people come back to see what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, you never can tell nowadays whether a gig is going to have people or not have people, so, but it was another, people are always surprised when I tell them that, that I'm working at casino, you know, with, with my background with gambling and stuff, and, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm content, I'm happy where I'm at now, where, where I can just go to casinos and, you know, it's not a thing anymore, you know, I can just go in there and do my job and, and get my check and leave, and, and there's not this just immense pull towards gambling when I'm in there, you know, it's, it's interesting to see the new slot machines and, and watch people play them for a sec as I'm walking by and stuff, but I'm never, when I'm in a casino now, I'm never like, oh my god, if I don't get out of here right now, I'm going to gamble so much money. It's like, it's not, it's been so long that it's, it's just not a thing anymore, but I'm always aware of that. That's still inside me, you know, because I know there's so many people that they, you know, when they, when they start the recovery program that like all they ever want in the world is to get to a point where they feel like they can do their addiction like a little bit and and be okay with it and and I'm not that delusional like you can you have you have to be all in you can't toe the line you can't be half in and half out that's how people kind of uh, you know relapse and get out of their uh, out of their sobriety as they just obsess over, like, like, getting to the point, and I think it's a lot of jealousy, too, like, you know, alcoholics, or gamblers, or whatever, you know, they see, they see the people that are able to do their addiction, uh, like, on a minimal basis, and they don't get lost in it, and it's frustrating, you know, because you wish that was you, because you loved it so much, but that's the thing, is it's an an addiction, like, you love it because you're addicted to it, like, it's a part of your soul, and you're seeing these other people who, you know, drinking or gambling or whatever it is, like, isn't a thing for them, they just do it recreationally, you know, but it's, you know, you're just like, God, I wish that was me, but it's not you, you know, I'm not, I'm not an idiot, like, I know, I know I had a problem with it, and I know that I can't ever do it again, and once you kind of come to grips with that, like, recovery is a lot easier, you know, if you just sit down and, and be real with yourself, and be like, listen, I have a problem with this, and 
I know I can't ever do it ever again. So just come to grips with that and fill that hole with something else. You know, find a different hobby. There's so many other hobbies out there. And like I've said before, that's the hardest part of recovery for me was finding other things to do other than gambling, you know, and, and not so much finding other things to do, but finding other things to do that made me feel as content as I did when I was gambling. So that's been the hardest part of the whole process, but I feel like I'm there, you know, but you always have to be vigilant. You always have to be aware of what they call stinking thinking, you know, it's those, uh, um, those animosities and, and uh, resentments that you hold on to that kind of push you down the wrong road. You just got to kind of, you know, center yourself every morning and, and that's what I do. So it's just, it, it just always blows me away when I work at a casino and I can just stroll right in, do my job and stroll right back out and not even like flinch at all the gambling that's going on around me and and the Hard Rock there in Sioux City, it's like just a beautiful casino and hotel and everything. And and it's just a cool place to be. And I'm always so uh, grateful that they continue to bring me back. But not only bring me back, but, you know, make comments that I'm one of their favorites. And one of the guys that runs sound there was really disappointed that he found out that I was going to be headlining and, and uh, he wasn't going to be able to make the show. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me really happy to be a comedian, you know, that people are... You know, fa- you know, fans and and uh, and want to continue to see me do what I do. So, so I did that gig and and it was nice. I got up early and got back home and I got to spend Thursday with the family and and half a Friday because Friday I was working in uh, Janesville, which is only about four and a half hours from Minneapolis. So I didn't have to leave until like two o'clock, which was nice. I got to spend most of the day with the family on Friday. And then uh, Friday, I was doing a new gig in Janesville. It just started. It's at the uh, Performing Arts Center in Janesville, Wisconsin. And got to work with a really good friend, Randy Ancarlo. And uh, this Wednesday, uh, I'm going to put out the podcast that we did in Janesville. Such a good podcast. You know, he's such a good guy. And and his story is... Because if you don't know, if you haven't gone back, before you listen to Wednesday's podcast, if you haven't listened, I think it was like episode 59, uh, which is Randy and Carlo, the Diamond Cutter, go back and listen to that episode first, because we were in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, and, and Randy was uh, Dustin Screech Diamond's opener for about a year and a half. If you don't know Screech, he's obviously the kid from Saved by the Bell, and he's a stand-up comic, and he's just always surrounded by controversy, whether it's uh, the sex tape he released or his house going into foreclosure, and now the the stabbing on Christmas Day in, in Milwaukee. Like, there's just so much surrounding this guy. So listen to that episode. So many great stories he had uh, about being his opener and, and the shitty things that that uh, Dustin would do to him. So when we worked together on, on Friday, I was like, we got to do another podcast because so much had happened since that podcast to now, as far as the, the stabbing goes. And he's been trying to contact Randy and kind of the aftermath after the first podcast came out. And, 
and Randy in the first podcast, there was still kind of this like this air of maybe he would he would continue to work with Dustin and so he was a little tight-lipped on on some of the more uh, tougher subjects to talk about. Um, so this episode is really good because he doesn't hold back at all because he was kind of at this point he's done with Dustin Diamond and all his craziness. So he he kind of goes into all the stories on the road like his uh, his catting around and and some of his drug use on the road and and uh, it's just a really great episode. I'm really proud of it. So. Listen to the Diamond Cutter, and then listen this Wednesday for the new episode uh, uh, that me and Randy did. But as, as for the show on Friday, it was kind of a kind of a rough show. Um, years ago, me and Randy did a did a tour out in Montana, and I think it was like the Saturday of the week we went to uh, Helena, Montana. And it was a gig for, like, this crappy comedy company called Charter Talent. And uh, they're in some hot water for, like, fraud and shit now. But we showed up to the show, and it was at, like, a VFW and the whole crowd. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, the average age of the crowd at, at Helena, Montana was, like, 65. Randy's a young guy, and he does a lot of, like, young references to, like, video games and, and uh, kind of, like comic books and stuff like that and and they just didn't get them which is understandable like I had a real tough time with them too I just kind of had to talk to them and ask them what McDonald's they like to hang out with in the morning and have some coffee and it's just like a rough show so we show up to this one on Friday and it was like eerily similar to that show in Helena Montana average age was like 50 and there and it was uh a strange feel because it was a place that up until we got there they'd only done like theater plays so this was the first time that they were doing stand-up comedy and and it kind of felt like a bunch of people were watching us put on a play called stand-up comedy you know there's very quiet you know paying attention but you know not really like guffaw laughing just kind of you know little trickles of laughter and tiny little golf claps and stuff and it was interesting to say the least all the people there are so amazing so nice you know they were just uh just a bunch of cool people and and I really hope it works out for them if you live in Janesville or around that area and you want to see stand-up get out to the uh Janesville Performing Arts Center and, and see a comedy show. A lot of great people coming up in the next couple months. I think they're only doing it once a month right now just to get a buzz going. And it's like, uh, I think they have uh, the Midnight Swingers coming, Mike Toomey, uh, John John Bush, and uh, they're having a hypnosis show and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, get out there and... and uh, and check out a show if you're, you know, in the area or whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was an interesting show. And uh, I was I was glad that, that I got to be a part of it. And uh, sadly, Randy had to, uh, had to go home. And I had to uh, go off and do the gig by myself on, on Saturday. I was kind of hoping that he was going to be able to uh, to come with me and do that gig with me, but uh, 
they had a different guy booked onto it, but I wasn't too sad about it. Like when I found out who I was working with, um, another good friend, uh, Homer Shadowheart was opening for me. Hadn't seen him in a while, so it was cool to see him. Such a cool guy, you know, such a great story. You know, he's battling a ton of different things as far as like organ transplant and cancer and um, car. He was in a car accident and and uh, but just such an upbeat attitude and such a funny guy. You know, if you see that Homer Shadowheart's going to be in your in your area, you should definitely go check him out. He's a funny dude, and I. Uh, I had fun working with him. Basically, um, I booked on a Saturday show at a one-nighter in Michigan. It was Sturgis, Michigan. And everybody's like, oh, Sturgis. And it's like, not that Sturgis. Sturgis, South Dakota is where the motorcycle rally is with all the titties and everything. And Sturgis, Michigan is literally a town of like 100 people. And and they've been doing comedy at this place called the Hillcrest Bar for like 10 years out there. And it's always fun, man. You know, the people there are pretty cool. And um, it's kind of a half full crowd last night. Um, I think mostly because it, it's so close to Ann Arbor or in the vicinity of Ann Arbor. So they were, you know, huge college football fans and and last night there was a huge game between Michigan and Michigan State. And uh, if you didn't see the ending of the game, it was uh, pretty ridiculous. Like, <clears throat> I headed off to the show and I was like, well, Michigan won, whatever. And I got there and, and Homer was like, no, Michigan State won. I'm like, how the hell is that possible? And I watched the play and it's just ridiculous. So the the crowd was kind of light, but they were, they were cool people and, and nice to chat with. And... Uh, a lot of good uh, feedback after the show that they liked it and stuff, but uh, it's such a small bar, and uh, and it's just funny. Like I've talked on the podcast before, how, how many problems I have with bathrooms and like my pee shyness stuff, and and it always sucks when I come into a bar and I I usually just do a like do a a, a quick scan to figure out the bathroom situation in the bar and I popped my head in there and it was literally like just a trough and a toilet with a with a cubicle wall and I was like man I I hope I don't have to pee because this is not going to work and of course I had to pee and and uh and I had really bad gas for some reason when I was on stage and it was funny because there was a curtain behind me and behind that curtain was like a guy running the sound. And I don't know if he was there the whole time, but he definitely was there in the beginning of the show. And I'm doing like my first couple jokes, just like releasing tons of horrible gas out my ass through the curtain crack. And I just, I couldn't stop laughing on the inside thinking that this poor guy is running sound behind the curtain and just getting gassed by me. <coughs> But it happens, you know, you gotta, you gotta let it out, so, but it was a fun show, all the shows were fun this week, um, so this, this upcoming week, it's a big week, uh, Wednesday I fly out to New York City, Thursday night I'll be, uh, 
doing my live show from uh, Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Um, if you have, uh, most people have it on their, I don't know why. What's funny is I don't even have the station that I'm going to be on Thursday next week. Like I don't have, I don't even have Axe TV on my, my cable package. I had to call and, and tell them to add it. So, so my wife could at least watch me on television, you know, now that she, she's not able to come with me with being seven or eight months pregnant. So, um, so Thursday night at eight o'clock, I'll be on Axe TV. Uh, it's a show called Gotham Comedy Live. Uh, so check that out. <clears throat> it looks like they give you the video from your set to put on your YouTube channel. And, uh, and so I'll, if you miss it, I'll post it on my, uh, on my Facebook and my Twitter. So check out, uh, the Mark Poulos on Twitter and Mark Poulos comedian on Facebook. I'll post that video. Um, and then I'm going to be at, uh, piggies in lacrosse on Friday. If you live in lacrosse, check me out. And then Saturday, a huge show at the crossings in Montevideo, Minnesota, if you live in that area, come out to uh, the crossings in Montevideo. They're going to have a dinner comedy show. It's going to be a big time. So check that out and uh, check me out on uh, on my website, largedrunkman.com. For all my upcoming dates, I'm going to be a lot of different places before December, before the baby comes. I'm going back to uh, uh, Laughlin, Nevada. I'm doing Colorado Springs. I'm doing uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then uh, I've got some Minneapolis shows. I'm doing the uh, the uh, the Andover, Minnesota gig, and then uh, yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. So check out largedrunkman.com for those dates, and uh, check me out live at Gotham on this Thursday, and and check out that podcast uh, Wednesday with. Uh, Randy and Carlo, uh, when we talk about, uh, the aftermath of Dustin Diamond and, uh, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in and tune in next time when we talk about who knows.